Well, let's go ahead and get started. This is Technology Learning Lab. My name is Sean Thiel, and today we're going to take a look at voiceover settings. And um, we, we did some of these last week, and I'll try to change it up a little bit and um, see how we, you know, see how we go. Um, Anne had your, you had a, a hand raised, and I'm going to real quick uh, see if I can get it to let me unmute you. Hello. Hello, how are you? It's, I'm doing all right. Um, I'd like to uh, weigh in on the, the Bluetooth keyboard. I never heard of anybody discouraging anybody not to use one. Um, I'm totally blind. I've been using I've been using one for over a year. I love mine. I have the Logitech K is in Kilo 480. Um, I, I, I literally just got mine today. You just got, oh, <laughs> you're just, the lawyers. Well, I had, I've had other ones and a friend of mine had the 380 and I liked the idea of the, you know what, uh -huh. we're going to talk about Bluetooth keyboards. Um, Great idea. I think we're going to do that because, um, we we had just before we got started we had somebody that was mentioning they were having some difficulty with gestures and so i yes. think i think we're going to do a, an on the fly topic change and we're going to do um bluetooth keyboards so um, did what were you, what were you going to let me actually see, let me make sure it's still in here hang on a second it has a couple of really excellent points for for uh, the new or struggling voiceover user that I think is just, well, and people, people in general, that's why I really like the model. I also like the price range. Um, I got mine for like 30 bucks. Yeah. That's about what, what mine was as well. So, okay, let's do this then. Let's talk okay. about, I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to go ahead and mute everybody and uh, lower the hand just to. Uh, okay. Let's see if it'll. You can't hear my music in the background, can you? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Let's see if I can. Okay. All right. So you'll have to bear with me because uh, it looks like I'm also <laughs> hosting as well. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about Bluetooth keyboards, why you might want one and some things to be aware of um, if you do decide that a Bluetooth keyboard is the way that, that you want to go. There are Bluetooth keyboards of, well, there are Bluetooth keyboards of all different sizes. Some of them are very small and can fold while other Bluetooth keyboards are more like an actual full-sized uh, computer keyboard. Uh, some of them will even have a number pad. Um, some people really like the Apple Magic Keyboard. Um, and if you, you know, that's, that's certainly one option, but there are other options that are, are less expensive. And um, so you may want to, I mean, the, the Apple Magic Keyboard is good because it just works and Apple makes it so it's, it's, very, um, it's very consistent and there's a lot of uh, information about how to use it with VoiceOver. Um, other keyboards from other companies can vary quite widely um, in, in a number of ways. So... But let's back up a second, and I'm going to talk about why you would want a, uh, 
keyboard in the first place. So not everyone is comfortable with the gestures that are used on the iPhone touchscreen. And that is certainly something that I, you know, can appreciate um, for people. No buttons is scary. And um, so I, there is, apparently it thought I was talking to SIRI, which I was not. Um, that's, that's helpful. Thank you. <laughs> um, hang on just a second. I'm having a little difficulty with my audio here. Um, so you have, uh, you have the keyboards that you can get if you don't want to spend, cause the Apple magic keyboard is $99. Um, so there are other options that are cheaper. So if you, the other reason you might want a Bluetooth keyboard, if it's not the first one, obviously, if the gestures are just difficult, and some of them are more difficult than others, it also depends on how much writing you want to do and how privately you want to do it. Um, the on-screen keyboard can be very slow, um, and so that can be a downside to using that, is it's, it, it, really, it takes some practice to get speed with it. That is something that can happen. Uh, so a Bluetooth keyboard um, will allow you to write in a more familiar way and it will allow you to work with smaller or with longer um, <laughs> longer bits of text. So um, I know of a, a gentleman in Canada who wrote an entire really comprehensive book on um, the iPhone and, and voiceover and iOS devices, I th more, I think, on the iPhone. And he did the entire book, wrote the entire book on a Bluetooth keyboard using an app called Ulysses, which I have not actually looked into that app. But there are people that have written entire books using a Bluetooth keyboard on their iPhone. So it is definitely with the realm, within the realm of possibility that you can... Um, compose quite long things on the iPhone. So those are some, some things to think about why you might be interested in one. Um, I was explaining earlier that there are a lot of different sizes. So if you go with a keyboard that's very small, um, a couple of things. One, if you go with a keyboard that folds, uh, sometimes the way that that fold is done can change how you um, how the what the experience is like. So, I had bought a, a keyboard that I don't know if it's available from the person I bought it from. I won't name them, um, and it was a keyboard that was kind of soft, and it folded in the middle. Well, the problem I had with it was that when I had it on my lap as I was writing this fold in the middle would bounce up and down as I was, as I was going along. And so it was not a very stable experience. The other thing to be aware is if you go for a keyboard that is very small, uh, sometimes in order to save space, they may either put some keys in strange places um, or they may omit them altogether. So I had a small keyboard one time that, um, it had your 
your normal, your two rows of letters and your numbers, but if you wanted to use any shortcut keys, you had to use the function key along with one of the numbers. And it was, uh, it was very difficult to use um, because of that. And um, the size of the keys can also, you know, change what the experience is, is like. If your keyboard keys are really small, depending on the size of your hands and whether you have any hand difficulties um, or repetitive strain or anything like that, that, um, that can be an issue. AppleViz.com has a lot of information about um, all kinds of Bluetooth keyboards, although I, I, I do feel like at least under the hardware reviews categories, they, a lot of what's up there is, is rather dated, and I, I would like to see some more um, updated material. I may have to go and, and add some stuff um, about the um, keyboard that I've got now and things like that. So it would be nice. I would like to see some more updates from them, but you can go and get uh, some ideas of some keyboard options. VoiceOver has commands that will work with most Bluetooth keyboards. Um, and generally when you, when you first get VoiceOver, um, the way that it's going to be set up, is that you're going to have the um, voiceover keys, which is a concept that if people are coming from the Mac, they're going to be very familiar with. The voiceover keys are the control key and the option key together. On the Apple Magic Keyboard and on the Logitech uh, K480 that I have here, on the left-hand side of the space bar, you have control FN or function and then option and then command. So you kind of are leaving out that um, middle key. If you're doing control and option, you're kind of doing the first key and then the, the one that's two keys to its right um, or the option key on some keyboards, those may be reversed. Um, and you may have that your option key might be next to the space bar. So it's uh, it's something that you'll have to be aware of. Now, one way that you can avoid this to some extent is you can go into the voiceover settings, and I'll show you uh, I'll show you where that is and just where it is. Um, you can change it so that the caps lock key can be used as your modifier for voiceover. Or if you're familiar with JAWS or NVDA you can use the caps lock as the key that must be held down while you're doing other, you know, while you press other screen reading commands. Um, the same, that same basic idea can be used in, in voiceover as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to unmute, I'm going to unmute the channel that has the uh, iPhone plugged into my mixer here, and I'm going to unlock it. 1912. Try again. Yep. Come on, Face ID. Button. Here we App go. Store. One update available. Double tap to open. Okay. So what? So we're going to go into the voiceover settings. Now, one of the things I discovered this evening when I was playing with this is 
I went to go add a command to jump to the voiceover settings and it turns out that they already have one. So if you do the control and option keys along with F8, you should be able to get, well, we have to turn this keyboard on first, which brings up another point. Some keyboards will have a physical on off switch um, the Logitech K380 and K480 do, the Magic Keyboard does. Um, it's going to be in slightly different places from keyboard to keyboard. Um, some keyboards do not uh, have a power switch. And um, so just pressing a button, any button on the keyboard can wake them up. So I recommend looking for one with a sliding power switch. And... Um, Hopefully that information is uh, in the uh, in the information on Amazon. I, I think if you were to find a YouTube video about a particular keyboard, you would also be able to get information that way. A lot of times people will do these unboxing videos, and that can be useful because they'll describe what's in the box, but they'll also, they may, well, it depends. The good ones will tell you, uh, the on-off switch is on the left-hand side, um, so you might also be able to get some information that way. So I'm going to do control, option, and actually in my case on this one, I also need function. I'm going to do those and hit the F8 key. Settings, accessibility, back button. All right, so I'm going to go through the screen here. Voiceover. Voiceover speaks items. Tap one. Double tap to go home. To use the app switcher. To use con to use notification center. And I'm just going to go really, really, really fast. Actually, I'm going to go to the bottom of the screen and I'll t I'll explain how I do that and just in how I'm doing that in a minute. Double tap timeout. 0.5s button. Caption panel off. Large cursor on. Navigate images. Always button. Always speak notifications off. Typing button. Rotor action, rotor, activities, commands, audio, braille. But I thought that was closer to the bottom. Okay. Verbot, speech, speaking rate, speaking. Ah, I know where it's, it's moved. Speaking, speech, verbosity, braille, audio, commands, activities, rotor, but rotor actions, button, typing, button, typing it's style, typing. touch typing, phonetic feedback, typing feedback, modifier keys, all, button. So modifier keys, here we go. Selected. Control plus option. So control plus option is the default. Modifier keys. Selected. Control plus option. Selected. Caps lock. Choose the modifier keys that must be pressed on the hardware keyboard to activate voiceover key commands. So usually what will happen when you get voiceover by default, the option that says control and option will be selected. I know that's a confusing um, sentence. So um, a sentence, but the the first of these options selected control plus option that one will be selected and the second one selected caps lock caps lock is usually not selected i chose i selected that a long long time ago and uh, i made that change and so um that's when that uh when that happened uh a long time ago so now i don't even i i forgot that they moved it 
Um, one of the problems if you've been using ILS for a wee while is that uh, everyone's, you know, as things change, sometimes a setting will, will move. Um, in fact, I, when I started, I think when I started teaching, we were on iOS five. And so um, I still sometimes when I go to go into voiceover settings, the long way around, I still try and go to general and, then after wait, nope, accessibility's not under general anymore. They done moved it. <laughs> and, and you would think, because that change happened last year, about a year ago now, you'd think I would remember, but you know, sometimes that doesn't always happen. So I've got that set so that we can go and use the the control and option or the caps lock keys. Now, one of the nice things you can do on a Bluetooth keyboard is if you want to go back a screen which is the equivalent of hitting the back button or doing the two finger scrub, then what you're going to do is just hit the escape key. Modifier keys, all button. And that will take us back to the um, screen that we were just on. I'm going to do that once more. Speaking rate, heading. To go into the voiceover settings. With VoiceOver and the Bluetooth keyboard, there is a concept that is very useful. It is called QuickNav. And what QuickNav allows you to do is to use combinations of the arrow keys on your keyboard to move around so that it's not necessary to hold control and option as a pair or your caps lock key all the time. Um, You'll only need them, them sometimes. And so this one is, um, it's a little bit uh, tricky because they've changed how you know which way the setting is. So to toggle whether QuickNav is on or off, we press the left arrow and the right arrow together. What's confusing is that up until a couple of versions ago, it used to say QuickNav off and QuickNav on. Now you get those sounds. So the one that goes down, that means that QuickNav is off. And the the ascending tones mean that QuickNav is on. And um, if you're doing navigating around the screen, you're probably going to want the QuickNav on. Most of the time, when it's behaving, if you go into an area where you are to type you will hear voiceover make that sound to tell you that it has turned off the quick navigation so that you can use your arrow keys to actually move through the text that is in the edit box that you're, that you're working with. Um, Doesn't always work though. So if you're trying to move by text and you find that you're instead of moving by character or something like that, you're actually moving from the text box to another element on the screen. And if that's not what you want to do, then you're going to do left and right arrow together until you get the behavior that you want. Speaking rate, 55%. So let me just make adjustable. sure quick nav is Swipe up. on or off again, or make sure it's on. Um, when you have a Bluetooth keyboard, it's also nice because you can press the control key to shut up voiceover just the way that you would do if you were using JAWS. So that's kind of handy. Now that QuickNav is on, what we can do is we can quickly go to the first or the last item on the screen. 
So to do that is control up arrow when quick nav is turned on. Accessibility, back button. And we know that access the back button is the first item on this screen. And if I do control down arrow. Double tap timeout, 0.5S, button. That double tap timeout is the last item on the screen. So that is what you, how you can do that. Um, there is an equivalent gesture on the touch screen um, for that as well. But right, you know, um, right now we're talking about the Bluetooth keyboard, so I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with that. When you get a Bluetooth keyboard, you're probably wondering, well, how do I know what keys are what? Is there an equivalent to kind of the keyboard help or the the describer function of our screen readers? And there is. Uh, and in order to do that, you can either do the, you can activate it the way that you normally would, which is by tapping twice with four fingers. Starting help. To stop help, perform a four finger double tap or two finger scrub or press escape on the keyboard. The other thing you can do is if you're comfortable with the keyboard, you can do touch. Speak item, two-finger single tap, control. Um, I did not ask for that. <laughs> um, if you're comfortable with the keyboard, you can do the VO keys and K, so either your caps lock or your control option. And I'm just going to call those the voiceover keys, the VO keys from now on. That's how you're going to see them written a lot of the time. So now that I've got the help on... Capi, capo, capi. Now I have a different keyboard layout, so the order of the letters is different but I can do caps lock and K. K. Start help. I can do caps lock and A. Cap A, read all. I can do caps lock and space. Space, activate. And um, if you're using the quick nav that lets you arrow through things, you can press the up and down arrow at the same time. And that is your equivalent to double tapping on things. Some of the things that you can do on a keyboard will have things like a home key or a volume key and keyboard help does not always know about those. Or if you press the home key, you may be taken from the keyboard help back to what you were doing before. So if I press on this keyboard, the second key on to the, to the key to the right of the escape key is actually a home button on the keyboard. So what that did is it took me home all right, but it turned off the keyboard help as well. So I would have to turn that back on. Seeing as how I literally just got this keyboard a couple of hours ago, there are still some keys that I'm not sure uh, exactly what they do. And some of them voiceover will tell me what they are and, and some of them it won't. Um, so I will probably have to do a little bit more playing around to uh, to figure that out, let's let me stop a sec and see if you have uh, if folks have questions. Let me make sure I have my make sure I'm in the right place. So if folks have questions, you can use Alt Y. You can use the more under the on the mobile app followed by the raise hand button star nine. Um, you can use um, option Y if you're on the Mac. Okay, so I am not sure how 
Oh, Desi. Okay, Joss didn't say that right, but I had to spell it. So, Desi, your hand is raised. I'm going to go ahead and... Oh, there you go. You got it. I, here I am. Yeah, it's Desi. Like Desi, okay. Z, but, um, yeah, and lots of speech things have called me DZ. And all kinds oh, yeah, of I'm sure. <laughs> um, my question was, is there a good source for um, all the keyboard commands that can be used with, say, the Apple Magic Keyboard... Like I have an Apple Magic keyboard, and I use it a lot to do regular standard typing. And some of the commands that I would normally use work fine. But then sometimes things don't work the way I think they would. And I've always wanted a good resource for keyboard commands. Like you were talking about commands. How did you learn all those? How did you... How did you... Apple, actually, this is one of the areas where... Um, <clears throat> you can go to apple.com slash accessibility slash voiceover and there are key um key lists for the universal keyboard commands and the universal braille display commands um mm. and so you, you can actually find a list that way of course the locations of some of those keys if you're not on the apple magic keyboard are going to vary a bit it's going to so it's going to depend a little bit on the on the keyboard but they have come up with a set of keys that should work on the majority of uh majority of keyboards um so i would recommend looking there i know applevis also has has it as a guide on their website somewhere although sometimes finding stuff on there can be a little daunting there's just a lot of it yeah yeah i um, agree but those are some some things that uh, may help you get uh, may help you get started. Great. And another thing that I was just curious about, since you have an Apple Magic keyboard, why did you get a Logitech keyboard? I was actually something- I actually don't have one. Um, I oh, I thought you did. Sorry. No, I don't have one. Um, I when I worked at another at my previous job. Mm. Um, we got one to use with clients that we taught. And so I'm, I'm familiar with it that way. And I've seen, you know, seen other people right. that, that had him, but I, um, I don't personally have one. I, I, the last Bluetooth keyboard I had was from a company called Perry board and I liked it, but for some reason it just stopped working as with one of the iOS updates. It just stopped working. Oh no. So <laughs> oh, that's yeah. why I, I, uh, had to, had to get this one. So. Yeah, well, I bought the Apple Magic one that has the sliding switch. The one before that, I think, had a little button that you pushed in, and you never knew whether. Yeah, it was on or that off. was a mess. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a mess. All but right, after well, the one came out that had the um, sliding push button. I got that, but I think it's been about three years ago. So it's been yeah. a great thing. Okay. Well, thank you. No problem. All right, Anne, I'm going to go ahead and ask for to unmute since your hand was raised. There you are. Okay. Well, um, I know a lot of us have other medical conditions besides blindness, and that's the other thing I really appreciated about the Logitech K480 is um, you can pair that up with up to three uh, devices. And the best thing is you don't have to type in a code. That's how you have to pair a lot of these is you have to quickly type a four-digit code. But if someone has dexterity issues, um, then that could be a problem. That depends partly on the age of the keyboard. Um, For some of the things that are like Bluetooth 3.0 and and some of the the old stuff, 
um, you have to do that. But for <clears throat> for some other key, I, other keyboard touch, it is it is becoming less of a thing now than it, it used to be. And part of that I think has to do with iOS and some of that may have to do with the keyboard side. It's, it's difficult to tell, honestly, but I've noticed that one of the keyboards that I, I had um, that used to require a code doesn't anymore. So God only oh, that's knows why know. that's changed. It's good, but it, it's kind of <laughs> like why one other thing, and I'm glad you've got, we we're talking about things that have changed because this reminds me, and I don't remember when this change came in, but um, if you are on a call where you need to press one for English, two for Spanish, and three for whatever else, um, you can actually use the numbers on your Bluetooth keyboard to dial those those automated system options. Oh, um, I like I don't, that. I don't know when that snuck in there. Um, because I, I thought it hadn't, and somebody said, oh, you've been able to do that for a while now. And I said, well, okay. And I, I felt really dumb because I tweeted, it was, it was on a podcast I tweeted into. And I, I, I said, you can't do that. And he's actually, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I thought, oh, well, that, that made me feel a little stupid. But, you know, but yes, you, you can actually do that. Uh, you can use your number keys. Now it is a little harder to do automated, to do that on a braille display because of translation issues. Um, it can be done with the, I don't know if you can do it with star and the pound sign or the hash key. Um, don't know if you can do that. Let me go ahead uh, and uh, lower and hand. Okay. So area code, what is this? Two four eight. I'm gonna see if I can get you unmuted here. Do you know if um, I'm I'm in in the process of buying a new, possibly iPad. Apple suggested it with a Bluetooth keyboard. Do you know if you can um, have a Bluetooth keyboard, an iPad, and a Braille display too, and work them all like simultaneously? Or yes, you can. Um, you you can actually um, you can actually use the Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, and the the braille display. I I have a friend who does that. I I haven't quite worked out exactly why she does that. Um, I'm sure she told me, and I I may, may have forgotten. But it is I I do know from her um, that it is possible to do that. Um, it might get a little confusing, but you certainly can do it. I don't know if I would you know go back and forth. I know right now I don't have an iPad. I have a I actually have an iPhone in them. I have a MacBook Air that's now they're calling a vintage computer because I've had it since June of 2014, gotcha. and it definitely has its problems. It's got it had three problems in engineering that they didn't solve, uh, okay. and uh, I need to replace it. And that that's what they suggested. I get a, a some kind of an iPad. I'm waiting till next week. Hopefully they'll come up with a new one. Um, but nobody knows yet. And then yeah, it, that is a good thing to a Bluetooth wait. keyboard, and then I have a Braille display. I'm going to get another one. In fact, I think I'm probably gonna going to end up buying the Braille, um, the Braille Note Touch Plus. Okay. Um, uh, you know that, that one sounds very interesting to me, but I do have another Braille display that possibly could work with that, and I'm a Braille person. Okay. And, and thank you so much for your um, your information about using the numbers on the on the um, on the with the calls. The, yeah, I have tested it. I've never heard that. I'm so excited. That's so great. 
Now, what I have to what I still haven't figured out is uh, whether you can um, whether you can use the star and the the pound. I imagine you probably can, but I, I haven't tried that yet. The last the other keyboard I have didn't actually allow me to to enter those. Um, I have a an older um, Revo, which is the remote interface for voiceover. I got that a number of years ago, and it's it's okay for controlling the iPad from across the room, but uh, and I, I use it a little bit, but it's it's not nearly as awesome as I hoped it would be. I know they've redone that since then. So, all right. Oh, one you. other question, and I'm going sure. to let everybody else get on. Yeah. Um, do you know if um, Apple didn't say had to buy the keyboard with them, but knowing that they have sometimes more than one version of something, do you know if there's one more than one Bluetooth keyboard at Apple, or they have numerous <coughs> versions? As far as I know, they have a magic keyboard and then they have another one with a, a number pad on it um, that's a little bit larger. Um, sometimes with an iPad, keep in mind also that you can get um, iPad cases that mm-hmm. have a keyboard as part of the case. And, and some, people, uh, some people really like those. Um, I have not really investigated those too much. But they are also an option. Sometimes I think they're. I know Zag makes some some of them, and the keyboard is kind of on some of them is kind of magnetic, and you can pull it off if you if you don't want it, uh, and set it off to the side. So there are also keyboards, cases with keyboards in them. That's a bit of a mouthful today, apparently. So hopefully that uh, hopefully that will uh, answer your question. So good luck on that, and yeah, we'll see what Apple says next week on the 15th, I believe is when Thank you so much. No problem. All right, so the next person is area code 610. Hi. There you you are. (laughs) Can you, somebody was talking to me and I didn't hear you. Can you give me the, can you give the, um, the address again? where the key commands are yes if you go to apple.com slash accessibility slash i believe it's slash accessibility slash voiceover um but i think if you go if you go to apple.com slash accessibility that will be enough to get you started and then you can find they have a list of braille display commands and keyboard commands and the braille display commands are kind of nice because those they actually do have listed out by manufacturer because there are fewer braille displays than there are keyboards they actually have and they've kind of had to work with the manufacturer of those those you actually do have a list that is specific to each um display for those who are are using braille displays right and just um has anybody had i always have problems you know like when you you dial a number on the iphone i have a seven Mm -hmm. and and then, like, to get the keyboard to come back up to, like, once the once you place the call, like, if you have to, you know, push one for something else and push two for something else. Mm-hmm. And I've always had problems with that, and I don't, I don't might, might be something I'm doing wrong. You with the, when you try to do it on the touch screen, you have difficulty? Yeah. What is supposed to happen is that when you take the phone from your face, hold it flat, 
it is supposed to switch to speakerphone and the keypad is supposed to show up when that happens. Sometimes the phone decides that for some reason it, it doesn't want to do that. And that, that can be a bit tricky. It, the, the keypad should be coming up. I just experienced something the other day though, where I was on a call, I knew I needed to press a menu option and yeah. I was watching the screen and voiceover was like so quiet. It almost wasn't. Yeah, I know. So, it's, and there's but, when nothing. I turned, but when I turned voiceover off and back on again, that fixed the problem. Oh, uh, okay. So if you have your accessibility shortcut set up so that you can triple click either the home button yeah, or yeah, the side I do, button, yeah. um, then yeah, you can you can turn voiceover off and on that way and hopefully that will fix it if, if voiceover is not uh, responding that way. Oh, great. Thank will. you so I, much. I literally just ran <laughs> into that yesterday and was like, oh, well, that's different. So... Okay, thank you. I really, this is a great show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Jeannie from Lacrosse, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you here. Hi there. Yeah, hi, um, you're here. You're enjoying your show very much. Thank um, you. We have a problem. <laughs> My husband and I both have an iPhone. Okay. Well, um, somehow, Um, we sort of got hooked up on the iCloud together, and now okay. we're stuck. And so all of our addresses and phone numbers, his goes on mine and mine goes on his, and then we get you know double of everything. How do you unstick or undo a cloud? Ooh, that, that I am not sure of. Um, I've, I've not run into that problem. Um, <laughs> I, I guess what you would need to do is, well, I, well. Here's the other question: Is do you do you have? Are you both sharing an Apple ID as well? Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, so, um, this is Jeff. Um, we were counseled by our niece uh, mm -hmm. way back at the beginning of the iCloud revolution mm -hmm. to. Go ahead and put the the accounts together so that we didn't have to pay extra, and you know we could share um, music and you know all that good stuff. Well, and that was before the days of family sharing, though, too. So I think yeah. at that time, um, although what would have made what would have been a little because I know that people would share an Apple ID, but an Apple ID and an iCloud don't necessarily have to be the same thing. As far now, I've I've never separated them out, but um, yeah. See now, you're yeah, you're going to be in a situation now where if you try and separate them, you're going to have apps that you won't be. If you were to create another Apple ID for one of the devices, you're going to have apps that you've bought before that won't that you'll you'll have to probably buy those again. Um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't know that. Um, yeah, Jeannie's phone uh, died, and she had a six. Okay, and so we got her an XR. Um, yep. And going through, you know, we we did everything we were supposed to, and we uploaded everything to the cloud to save everything. And we went through the new phone, and Jeannie said, "Well, 
why do I have all these other contacts in there? I don't need them in mine. And oh, no. needed them. And then they were gone for you, too. For me, which it was all my Navy buddies. It was all. Oh, no. Now we can't get it back. I, you know what? I would say see if Apple can, can help you with that one because okay. I, I'm sure they've dealt with more people who have done exactly what you, <laughs> you know, what y'all did way back when. And I have a feeling Apple is probably going to be better at figuring out uh, how, to, how to undo that. So I would we're not, see. We're not freaks and it's happened to other people. Okay, that's good. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened to other people. It it, it has. To, it, there's no way it has to have at some point. Um, we're having a thundercloud instead of an iCloud. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I like that. We're fighting over a tumult the cloud. Yeah, yeah, a battle cloud. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jerry. Can I suggest something? Yeah. Um, maybe I misunderstood what what the uh, message is here, but when I gave my wife my iPhone 8, I, uh, you know, I, I, I back up the phone so I can install all that, my iPhone 8, because I got 11 Pro, so I move everything to the 11 Pro, but my wife, when I set up her phone, um, I didn't use, I, I plug in the iTunes, but I set it up as a new phone, and she had my my account okay. and password, but she had the phone set up for her with her own email and her own contact, and uh but if she went into the app store, she can download all the app that I have previously purchased and installed on the other phone. But on her on the phone I gave her, she had just I I would just have her restore as a new phone, but she had the same ID and password, and then. And then uh, she'll have her own contact. That might, yeah, that may be the way to do it. But I think that's the it, way I did it. it okay, and that that may work. But I I also think if if you're if if y'all are at all unsure, um, I would say you know if you'd like to be adventurous and try that, you certainly can. If you're not quite sure, that's you know if that seems a bit much, then you could you know probably uh, work with. Uh, I had Apple okay. walk me through it. Oh, okay, okay, they did. They'll, right. they'll, they'll be, they'll take what I did first. Uh, I, well, I used Windows. I don't know what you guys are using, but uh, I went into the iTunes store, iTunes, and I back back up the phone in iTunes, and then and then I got a, when I had it all set, and I restart the phone. I mean, once once I. Uh, 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 we store the phone back to factory. Then I told them what I want to do, and uh, and we went from there. Okay. All right. Well, that's that should be that should be good then. Um, I, what what Apple would uh, you know 
they, what they kind of, what I believe they want now, and this is just my guess because of things like uh, family sharing is what, what they would, would prefer people do when they start out nowadays. If let's say you were, you were getting an iPhone next week or something and you and someone else in your family, what Apple does now is they actually have it have it set where each person can create an iCloud account and an Apple ID and the and then use family sharing and the majority of applications that were purchased on um should should be able to be shared in that way um okay. not every app can do that but I very rarely have I gone into an app description and seen family sharing say no. Um, most apps um, seem to be, to be doing that or, you know, allow that. So um, I would, that's kind of, I think what Apple would prefer people do, um, you know, well, thank going you. forward. Thank you very much for the suggestions and the help. Then. No I problem. And Jerry, thank you too. All right. Let's see. Uh, I, I I hope I did some help there. Yeah, that actually is that actually was helpful because uh, I I wasn't if if Apple's if that's kind of the way Apple's urged you to go and you know obviously you can still be walked through it by Apple if you want but that's that's good to know. The only thing you, you have to remember is one thing. Once they once they walk you through everything and all this and you get it get it when it start installing it might take a while so. Uh, they, they they may call you back in 15, 30 minutes. Yeah, that makes they sense. They won't sit there and wait for it to download. Yeah, they'll. Yeah, they'll. That's true. They'll probably uh, have you in a queue of some kind where they'll um, call you back. All right, give me just a second. I'm going to. I read. I've done it probably three or four times, okay. but I'm always seen to forget. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right did you while you're unmuted did you have a, a question or were you just work helping with that particular i was just helping with that okay all right uh, i'm gonna I, go I, ahead. I didn't want to uh if i would butt in then you could have told me uh, yeah no that's that's I, actually I'm helpful of, i'm out of line yeah no that's fine that was helpful thank you all right i'm here to learn fair enough yeah that's that's good um, let's see where we, let me see if I can figure out where we, <laughs> where I left off explaining about, uh, about Bluetooth keyboards. So, um, the, the quick nav is what you're going to use most of the time if you want to move around between elements on the screen. And again, we have, let me go ahead and see, let's see if I can actually unlock the phone with the keyboard. 1949. I'm going to go. Um, Button. Passcode field. Secure text field is editing zero or four one passcode. Oops, let's try that one more time. There we go. I just press. Sometimes you can just press the number and just once you have like if you've hit the home button or you've done the swipe up. Uh, sometimes if you tap the numbers on your keyboard, it'll just say, "Oh, she's trying to type her passcode. Let's go," and it'll let you let you do that. Um, so we have. So quick nav is on because the sound went up. So one of the other great things about um, messages, one on Red App Store, 
One update available. One of the great things, Double like tap I said, to open. you can press the up and the down arrow together if you have the, the quick nav on. If I press up and down arrow together. App Store. Today, Thursday, September 10th. Heading. You can also, with quick nav, use the, the rotor. And this is great news for a lot of people because the rotor is one of the hardest gestures that people have found unless they've chose unless it's been remapped which can be done but that also is um that's something that we may take a look at on a future show but that's not for everyone if you're on the keyboard what you're going to do is you're going to press the up arrow and the right arrow together to go to turn the rotor to the right volume audio ducking punctuation and to go the other direction, you're going to go up arrow and left arrow together. Audio ducking, volume, speaking rate. So just for, for demonstration purposes, I'm on speech, speaking rate. So once I've found the thing that I want to adjust on the router, if I use down arrow. 50%, 40%, 45%, 50%. So down arrow and up arrow will adjust whatever you've chosen in the rotor. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, wait, but shouldn't up and down arrow be moving me by lines? And the answer to that is if you're in a text box and QuickNav has either turned itself off or if you've turned it off, then yes, absolutely, you'll be able to move, uh, you'll be able to move by lines. But that's why it's important to, know, to be aware of what QuickNav is doing because to make sure that your arrow keys, especially your up and your down arrow keys, are actually doing what you in, intend for them to do. App. Messages. One unread message. One other thing I'm Double going tap. to, I'm not going to look at the unread message, but one thing I am going to show people is, um, especially for, well, I'm going to show this for, for anybody. So one of the other things you can do, and a lot of people this is kind of a more obscure setting, but I, I want to point it out. You can actually change some aspects about the hardware keyboard that is hooked up to your device. Doc, music, drafts, settings. So I'm going to go into settings. Settings, settings, search, dictate, shop, notification, do not screen, general, but about. General. Air, car, iPhone, back, key, fun, keyboard. Keyboard, I almost passed it. Keyboards. Two, button, hardware keyboard, button. So no, now normally if you don't have a hardboard, hardware keyboard connected, you won't see this button. Text replacement. You'll go button. straight from keyboard keyboards and the number of keyboards that you have added in software or the on-screen keyboards, and then you'll pass right by. But if hardware you're on keyboard. hardware keyboard, English, US, voice, hardware keyboard, heading, English, auto capitalization, English, US. Dvorak button. So most people's here is going to say automatic because most people are going to be using the regular keyboard layout. I actually use the Dvorak keyboard layout, which is a whole other thing I'm not going to go into. But if someone needs that or if they need another keyboard layout, if you know you're that kind of person, this is where you're going to go. Auto capitalization off. Double tap to toggle setting. You can control whether auto capitalization is on for the hardware keyboard. Auto correction off. And you can control whether auto correction is off. Full stop. Shortcut on. Double tapping the space bar will insert a period followed by a space. 
That's actually something that you can do on the touch screen as well. If you enter a space key quickly, you'll enter a period. I've never used that on, you know what? I think I'm actually gonna turn that off because. Full stop, shortcut, on, off. One of the things I'm noticing as I'm just getting used to this keyboard is that um, <clears throat> I feel like I have to hit the space bar a little bit harder than I ought to, but it may have something to do with this setting. I'm not sure. So, and it's, it's not a habit for me to hit two spaces in a row anyway. So I, I'm going to turn that off just to hopefully double tapping the space bar modifier keys that button. That is a different modifier keys option um, that has nothing to do with voiceover. If you have one of the keyboards I was talking about where command and option are switched around in a way that you don't like, I think you can actually change that here. Um, be careful with that though. It's not something you, if your keyboard's already doing control function option command on your left hand side and that's what you want. I actually don't know on this keyboard which one to the right of the um, space bar. Uh, I don't, haven't figured out which are those two yet. Um, so if the keyboard's already doing what you want, I wouldn't go into the modifier Modifi keys option in here. But well, let's go back a screen. Keyboards, two, button. And, okay, so we've, we've got five minutes left. I'm going to go ahead and stop the talking. And it let, if there's any more questions, I want to make sure and have time for those. So let me see if everything is... Okay, yeah, we don't have any raised hands at the moment, so if there are questions, please feel free to uh, raise your hand. So Alt-Y, Option-Y, Star-9, or more, followed by raise hand on the screen that appears. All right, so Anne, I'm going to go ahead and uh, acknowledge, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to unmute here. Since we're on the on the topic of keyboards, I've had a question sure. I've been forgetting to ask a long time ago. Um, well, like, what if you want to? What if you want to write H two O, but you want to write it the way that it's supposed to look with the with the number lower than the letters? If that makes sense. The subscript, yeah. Oh, that's what that's called. Okay, I think you so. Know, for for all of our students out there that might be listening to this, yeah, right now. yeah. <laughs> You have some chemistry homework you got to yeah, get Yeah, right. I, I have no idea how to do that. I mean, do you have to, it, does Apple have, you know, when they're, because they have different keyboards. I've never looked. If there's like a mechanical keyboard or a scientific keyboard that you have to install or if there's some kind of workaround, just curious. Oh, you okay. Are we talking about, so I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um, hmm. That's a good question. And I'm sure there's probably also a keyboard combination you can press on the um, hardware keyboard that might do that too. But um, I think I'm going to have to, I think maybe, maybe both of us should probably Google that and see how, what we come up with and in, in for next time. <laughs> Cause now it's going to bother me. I, yeah. yeah. I would like to know um, in, in word, I believe that's control equal sign and control shift equals is the, um, Superscript, which is the one above the line, but I don't know how to do that on the iPhone. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, if anybody out there is trying to get science homework done, yeah, no, that's a very. You know, but you know what? In this in this COVID age that we're in right yes. now, and everybody, that's a really good question. So, I I'm I'm going to have to look into that now. 
open, meaning desk for a long time. But <laughs> with COVID and everything, you know, I had other stuff that was just kind of. Well, but I'm sure somebody, yeah, I'm sure on. you're not the only person who's who's uh, wondering that. So that is a really good question. I have to look now. All right. All right. Let's see here. We've got another minute or so if people have uh, other questions. Okay, let's see if I let's go. Let's see if I can come up with one or two quick things here to uh, round out the um, round out the Bluetooth keyboard pictures. So, um, on some of them, apparently this is not one of them. On some Bluetooth keyboards, if they have a home, home. app store one key, home, um, you can actually hold that down for Siri, but you you can't do that on this one. One thing you can do though is message app store one up date available the control key double tap to open is the way that we stops we silent speech but if we hit it again if we haven't done anything else that will actually resume the speech um on the screen that would be a two finger single tap and i use this a lot there are times when i will want to tell somebody that something that my phone is saying i've actually read the menu to other blind people in a restaurant before um, by using that stop and starting of voiceover speaking and just repeating back what I've heard. It's taken a while to get to that point, and there are people much better, better at it than I, but it is, uh, it's a skill that, that I've kind of been working on. Sometimes with my hands, I can only read Braille for so long or I don't have the Braille display. So you can use the control key to silent speech or bring it back. With NVDA, you can use the shift key to do the same thing. And JAWS has not yet added that, although I may suggest suggest that to them. All right, it is the top of the hour. Thank you so much for joining me. I will, fig I will make sure that Cindy gets this recording so that it will hopefully either show up on me on the mainstream or the, you know, I don't know the podcast or however these, uh, these come out. So, and thank you so much. And thank you for your patience. Cause I, I was also hosting as well. And that's an area where I'm still not quite as comfortable. So thank you guys for your patience and we will see you next time, next week. Same, same time, same station, zoom room, whatever. Thank you.